everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine and Rain, still part of the Perry Veritas Network, the podcast where we have conversations about mental health in as down-to-earth and normal way possible. How's everybody doing? <laughs> that question always cracks me up. It always does. Anyway, uh, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's, you know, hanging in there, uh, having an all right time. I'm uh, sitting here kind of sort of forcing an episode. It's been a few days since I recorded one. I know it feels good to do so when I do it. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. I've got some time. So I wanted to try to see if I could, you know, talk for a number of minutes, <laughs> number of minutes about a number of things. But it's kind of funny. Like I, I sat down to, you know, write out the kind of agenda for what to talk about in, you know, today's episode. And I, you know, I just kind of, kind of got stuck. So I'm uh, sort of freewheeling this a little bit. We'll see how far it goes. <laughs> might not, might not go that far. If it doesn't, I don't have to put it, I don't have to put anything up. You know, I talk for like five minutes and then I'm just like, ah, I don't have anything else to say. I've been talking for five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done now. It's been five minutes. I'm I'm done talking. Uh, yeah. So if that happens, I won't I won't put it up. But if I you know manage to find some shit to say for a little bit, then yeah, maybe I'll have myself an episode and I'll feel good for doing it. And you know, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. So yeah, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? I'm uh, I'm still anxious. I you know I I I think that's just. I mean, that's just sort of, that's just sort of going to be the reality for a little while still. Do you know what, like, we're not, we're not getting out of this pandemic situation for a few months yet at this point in history, listening to this episode, you know, if you're, if it's like a few years from now or something like that, this is that, this is the moment where, you know, the vaccines have a couple of vaccines have been approved in the States, a few more are in queue to be approved, manufacturing is happening, and early shipments are coming in, and the first round of vaccines are going out, and it's going out to health workers, obviously. So that's what's happening, you know, as folks kind of project ahead and look at what the timeline is going to be in terms of vaccines. You know, I'm still a person like me who's healthy, you know, 45, you know, like no prior issues with anything pulmonary or anything like that. You know, I'm probably looking at being eligible for a vaccine in June or July or something like that. So, you know, you're looking ahead and there's a number of months still left of just this crazy reality that we're living in. The, you know, COVID just seems to be getting closer now. Like, Earlier, it was like I didn't sort of know anyone who had it. Now it's like I've I've known people who've had it, you know, kids of friends of mine, you know, friends of mine, things. You know what I mean? It's like it's happening. It's it's getting closer now, and we're also getting closer to the vaccine. So, you know, it's like, oh man, it just kind of just got a little bit a little bit longer to go here. <laughs> like, can we make it? <laughs> It'd be great if we could make it, you know. So, I mean, I, I just think as long as that's the reality, 
there's going to be quite a bit of anxiety. Like, I just feel like there's no way around that, you know? Um, and, you know, like I, I, I'm, you know, I'm choosing to do the things that I kind of want to do in order to pass the time and, and also continue to sort of move my life forward and things like that. And so, you know, it's sort of harder and harder to keep doing those things. And it, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. So, you know, if you compare this to a marathon, not that I've run a marathon, but if you compare this to a marathon, there's, a, I guess, a, um, when you're at the end of the marathon, there's like a rush because it's like, you're there, you made it. And then like, you get like an adrenaline rush. And so, you know, your muscles, everything just kind of refreshes and then you can just really finish strong. Like a lot of people who do a marathon sort of talk about that or any kind of long race, you know, it's like when, when you can really see it, it's like, then it's like, oh, okay, let's go, let's go. Um, but there's this moment, you know, sort of before that, right before you get to that, where it's like, there's this sort of the very beginning of the final stretch where you're not quite close enough to the end, but you're as tired as you're going to be you know, and that's sort of just sort of how you feel. I, I think that's kind of what this is like. It's like, there it is. Like the, the light at the end of the tunnel is right there, but we've got a number of miles left before we can really see it. You know, we got to make it through the winter. And of course the timing of this means that that's just going to be the toughest time for it because that's when Viruses do the best is when it's cold outside, and we're seeing that already in terms of numbers. So, you know, it's pretty, sort of pretty intense. So, you know, what am I finding in terms of myself? It's like, I, I definitely feel certain moments where it's like I just, I feel like I can't breathe. You know, it's like just the whole world is like closing in on me. So that's that's a tough feeling, right? I mean, that's like, it's definitely unpleasant. It's definitely unpleasant. So that's, you know, that's still sort of where I'm at. So I'm kind of like plugging away as much as possible with, you know, just sort of life continuing to, to try to work as best as I can, you know, continuing to try to parent as best as I can do all that stuff. But it's a, it's a challenge. So I, I had therapy today and in the beginning of the session, I was like, like all sessions, you know, I, I guess we're going to be talking about relationships. <laughs> I was like, then my therapist is like, I just realized that pretty much every single one of our therapy sessions, we've been talking about one or another relationship that I've been in. <laughs> like every single session, basically. <laughs> and my therapist was like, yeah, obviously. I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, what what makes us human is is the fact that we connect with other humans in a, in a really significant way and in a really sophisticated way, you know, I mean, 
the most complicated thing that I think anyone can think about in the whole universe, like the most complicated thing that we know about in the universe is the human brain in terms of how it works and what makes it happen and where consciousness comes from and all that stuff. I mean, that that's some, that's a sophisticated machine right there. And you put two of them together, if not more, and create relationships out of that, you know, you, you, it's a, it's a, it's a chemist dream in terms of how the mix, how the mix happens and what comes out of it, you know, it's an absolute chemist dream. So our brains are kind of built to spend the entire time thinking about relationships you know, not just romantic relationships, but friendships, significant familial relationships, obviously, especially, you know, between siblings, parent and child, you know, those relationships. I mean, but that's, we, our brain spends the time thinking about that. So naturally, you know, that's sort of where, where, where my brain went, you know. That's where my brain goes. I, that's that's what I think about. So I was like, yeah, it's going to be talking about relationships again. Yeah, it's just like, that's what we talk about. So, you know, I I think about love. And for most of my life, Thinking about love has been sort of a, a whimsical experience, you know, like m more joyous. And now there's a certain, I don't want to say frantic, but, or, or panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say panic, but I just, I, you know, I have this strong feeling now of, you know, here I am 45, a youthful 45 in my opinion, fuck off, <laughs> you know, like I exercise every day. I don't have a six pack, but I'm doing all right. And, you know, I still feel young. So I want, you know, while I'm still in this stage of my life, you know, I want, like, I want to have love. Which isn't to say that I'm here to, like, rush anything along. You know, I definitely want to, like, figure out, like, okay, where's the potential here? Is there potential? Like, I want to figure that kind of thing out pretty quick because I don't want to waste anyone's time and I'm also not here to like rush anything you know I've I've got patience and I'm also like oh man can I just can I just have it already <laughs> can I just have it I, like I don't mean to be you know greedy spoiled or anything like that but just come on <laughs> You know you want it. Just give it to me. 
there's plenty of shit to learn during it. You know what I mean? Like you can you can find a love of your life doesn't mean you don't have to work on it. Of course you have to work on it. You always have to work on it. But it's like I, you know. Come on. I want I want it. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Yeah. It's it's funny. It doesn't feel like it should be this complicated. It like really doesn't, you know. It's like get control of your actions, be a nice person, find someone you connect with and go. But it's it just always works out to be so much more complicated than it needs to be. Ugh. I think the one thing, it, I've said this before, but I think that the thing that I appreciate about the apps more than anything else is that it does give you a chance to, you know, sort of filter through and not connect with someone who there's not going to be a connection with and not connect with someone who's like maybe got some imbalance and, uh, you know, maybe shouldn't be connecting at this point. That's like a, that's like a tough, that's a tough thing to navigate. Uh, but I think like all you can do is sort of give someone, you know, as good of a chance as possible. Meaning like really give them a shot, like really think about how you feel about that person and whether or not, you know, you, you want something. And then uh, give them time to kind of show you what they've got in terms of their personality and how they approach it, you know, it's like there are a handful of things that I think I've discovered are sort of most important, you know? When I was talking to someone recently and they were like, you realize all those tests on the internet are are like bullshit, right? Like, they're not like, <laughs> they generate certain answers or whatever, but they're not like put together in any sort of professional way or anything like that. It's like, no, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Doesn't mean they're not fun, you know. There's some funness in there, but one of the ones that everyone sort of talks about on the dating apps and in relationships are are the the love languages. I don't remember if I've talked about it before, but apparently there are five different love languages where you like answer a bunch of questions and then they kind of spit out what the hierarchy of importance is to you. With those with those five different love languages and the love languages are physical touch which is my number one by like a mile which apparently makes me a stereotypical man <laughs> which it's okay it's fine it's fine i am what i am anyway yeah physical touch is one quality time is the other and these are self-explanatory right like it's sort of like, how do you like to love and how do you like to be loved? You know, how do you like to express it? How do you like to have it expressed upon you and how do you like to express it? You know, so physical touch being one that's high on my list. I, I, I'm always expressing love through physical touch. 
Uh, it's like, that's the thing for me. It's, if given a choice, I'm like sitting, you know, with my partner, I'm like sitting as close to her as possible. You know, there's a part of me that's touching a part of her at all times. <laughs> that's just what I like. And I'm not crazy about it. You know, if I meet someone and fall in love with them and they're not as bananas about physical touch as I am, then I'm not like, you know, it's, well, it's just not going to work. You know, that's not, that's not how I approach it. But at the same time, you know, I couldn't be with someone who, for whom physical touch is like not something that they ever want to do. Do you know what I mean? Just because of how important it is to me. So yeah, physical touch is one quality time is another. That's just, you know, making time for each other, spending time with each other, things like that. And then uh, words of affirmation is the third one. And that one is, you know, the nice shit that couples say to each other. Not everyone does it. You know, like not every couple is like into compliments and the sort of rooting for you kind of language that for a lot of people is the crux of a great relationship. You know, but yeah, that's what that's what words of affirmation are. And the final two, one is acts of service, which are you know, sorts of like things that you do for your partner as a sign of love. And the final one is gifts, you know, gift giving. And that's a, a way to show love and a way to be loved too. So for me, the order is physical touch by a mile. And then second and third, probably switching back and forth. But typically words of affirmation would be Second and quality time would be third. And then a distant fourth and fifth are acts of service and gifts. Which isn't to say that like I don't appreciate acts of service and I don't appreciate and have a lot of gratitude for gifts, especially when it's like gifts from the heart, when it's like, yeah, I pay attention to what you like and to what you talk about. And so here's a gift for you because of how much I pay, like I'm showing you how much I pay attention, you know? So yeah, like I, I definitely appreciate that, but I only really ever would want one on those traditional kind of gift giving days. Like I'm not like, I mean, if someone gets me a gift, like sort of randomly, it's definitely, it's not that it's not appreciated. It's just that it's not something that I like think about in terms of, something that I need or even necessarily want as a sign of love. Like if that's how someone wanted to show love, that's great. But if they didn't cuddle with me as well, it would be pointless and I would eventually break up with them <laughs> because I wouldn't feel loved, you know, uh, like cuddling is the thing for me. You know, kissing and sex and all that stuff. Those are things for me too, as they are for a lot of people. But that like, you know, wrapped up around someone having someone wrapped, you know, wrapping me up. Do you know, like that, like that feeling is kind of where it's at in terms of my gateway to feeling loved. Just like, we're going to just be here and hold each other for a while. So that's like sort of where that's at for me. Acts of service as well, like, you know, 
I've like I've been with people before where acts of service are a big way to to show love where they can feel loved by acts of service, you know. So, uh, you know, yeah, you want me to help out by vacuuming your apartment, and that will like as like just like a favor, and that'll show you how I feel about you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, I'll do that. That shit like rarely works for me. You know, if you're like come and like start vacuuming my apartment floor, I'm gonna be like, what do you think it's dirty? <laughs> uh are you totally grossed up in my apartment right now? Is that what's going on right now? You know, which not doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but I wouldn't be receiving it as like, no, I just want to do a thing for you. I was like, oh really? You do, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Well, then get over here and fucking cuddle me, dude. That's what I want. You know? It's funny, like, with the whole, like, single bad thing. You know, like, I've definitely connected with people. And, and you know, when you're meeting someone that has a kid, like, you wonder, like, what their thoughts and expectations are in terms of, you know, what they're what they're hoping to get out of the relationship. Like, are you looking for a co-parent or like a partner for yourself? You know, what's your situation with your, with your kid? It's funny as time has gone on, I've really moved away from reaching out to people with kids, which I know is hypocritical because I have kids, (laughs) but I just feel like because I have kids, it's like that much more comp. It just becomes more complicated when both of us have kids. I'm not, not only like just for just the parenting schedule in general, because you want your schedule to line up in such a way so that you can actually spend time with each other, but also so many relationships to manage. It's your relationship with their kids. It's their relationship with your kids. It's their kids relationship with each other. It's their other parents' relationship with the idea of this relationship, you know. It's all that stuff. So, it's like really complicated. It's really, really complicated. So, I've actually moved away from connecting with potential partners who have kids. Just to try to like keep it simple. Just to try to keep it simple. But yeah, it, it's like, it's so complicated. I was thinking of making this episode into like a, like a, a what is love episode, which by the way, is totally where I stopped, you know, drawing the agenda for the episode today. Is that a question? Because I was like, ah, you're full of shit. Uh, why are you such a simp? Fucking simp. but I remember like when I was in college, this girl that I dated, she took this class and they studied about the philosophy of love, which I guess was like a Plato thing and, or Socrates. I don't know. One of the Greek guys. And apparently there are four different types of love that a person can feel for another person. And, you know, 
so it's not just the word love, like there's different types of it. So I looked it up. First of all, the Merriam-Webster definition of love is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties, such as maternal love for a child, or attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers after all these years, they're still very much in love. I have this saying, love is a verb. I should really, I should get that as a tattoo. Kathleen has that as a tattoo as well. It's about, it's about her daughter. It's, a, so it's like a, a different, she talked about it on her episode. It's like, it would mean something just maybe slightly different for me, but still basically the same thing. Uh, it makes sense to me that idea, like love is a verb, you know, I mean, just think about the sentence. I love you. It's not grammatically correct there. If love in that sentence is a noun, it sort of, it sort of has to be a, a verb in order for that sentence to be grammatically, you know, correct. Cause that's how a sentence becomes a sentence it needs a verb. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of like the mindset there. I like the definition as we kind of find it. The only thing for me is, is that I, you know, as I think about it, there's a, a kind of a magic quality to love, in my opinion, that's just a little bit different than how, like, the I don't feel like the definition that I read quite gives it justice in terms of how I think about it in my head. You know, like, so I've never, I have yet to meet the love of my life. So I don't like, I don't know that love. But I have two daughters. So there's a certain love that, you know, I have and that I experience with them that is just different as opposed to any other relationship that I've ever had. I mean, to say that a parent's love for a child is primal is definitely in and of itself an understatement, right? Because of the connection that you feel for this, for this person, this biological entity that you brought into the world with your DNA and that of someone else. You know, I, I mean, it's such an intense connection. I remember like when my girls were little and, you know, it'd be like in preschool or something like that, or, or, you know, even, you know, smaller on a playground or something and surrounded by a bunch of kids. Like when you hear like your kid laugh or cry or say something, it's amazing how like tuned in to their voice your ears are because that's yours. You know, so you kind of recognize like, oh, that's my child in that melee making that noise. I have to get in there and help them or whatever. That's like something, that's something different, you know. And it was like mystical, magical connections like between siblings because of the shared DNA and because of the shared experience and shared culture and shared parents and things like that, you know. I remember 
so my uh, I have three little sisters, and the oldest of the three and I worked at summer camp together for a couple for a couple summers. And I remember this one summer; it was my I think third summer there, and her first summer there. And there were like a couple of boys who had big time crushes on her, and she ended up dating one of them, and then they broke up and it was like not a very nice kind of breakup. He wasn't that nice to her. And so she, um, man, she was like very unhappy this one night. And the best summer camps are kind of designed for counselors. I mean, counselors are the ones that are supposed to have, have kind of like the most fun at summer camps. And so there was always like this big hangout time after the kids went to bed down in like the kind of quote unquote village area of the camp. And this was like a Friday night and there was always this like talent show kind of dealy where people would play guitar and sing songs and all this stuff. And, you know, everyone would be kind of huddled around sitting around and listening to the music and things. And I'm sitting in there and I'm listening to music. And all of a sudden I just had this feeling in my head, just like my sister's in trouble. (laughs) Not like in any like, danger but just she's emotional in the space i have to get up and find her and so i got up and i walked out and i walked down the road and kind of followed my instincts and then there she was sitting on a park bench totally crying it was like i knew that she needed me and so i found her that's a you know that's a different kind of connection that's a mystical, magical thing. And when I think about, you know, lifetime love, you know, what I want in my life in terms of getting remarried and being in love and have that love be forever. And, you know, that mystical, magical thing is sort of what I'm, what I want. You know, it's like what I'm, what I'm really looking for. According to the internet, there are four different types of love. So you have, I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce all these correctly, but you've got Eros, which is erotic, passionate love. You've got uh, Philia or Philia, which is uh, love between friends and equals. You have uh, either Storge, Storge, Storhe. I'm going to say Storhe. Love of parents for children. And then Agape, which is love for mankind. Those are the basic four that are kind of like mapped out there. And they're meant to feel different from each other. You know, like I, I say that I love my best friends in the world. I mean something different between that and when I say that I love someone romantically. You know, I just you just mean something different. The same word, but it's a different definition. So, yeah, that's that's philia or philia. Oh, you know, I mean Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. You know, phila. Phyla, right? So, I mean, we kind of know that word anyway. But, uh, yeah. You know, I talked about 
the mystical, magical feeling of Storhe. <laughs> the love of parents for children. And then that general feeling of agape, you know, love for mankind. Then you think about like the specific sort of relationships that we have in our life, the different kinds of connections that we can have. Yeah, I think a lot about the airplane romance. You know what the airplane romance is? The amount of airplane romances that I've had boggles the mind. <laughs> Truly, most of them in my head. But eh, it's been a minute, too. I don't do it so much as an adult. But when I was younger, definitely did it. You know, you're like you're sitting on an airplane and maybe you get on there early or whatever. And you're like watching people board. And then you pick out like a, there's like a pretty girl. Try to make eye contact. Maybe you do. Smile. She smiles back. You know. You never meet each other. You never learn each other's name. Nothing ever comes to fruition. You don't even say a single word to each other. But like both of you know, just by looking at each other, that this is the thing and it's happening and nothing's going to come of it. But we both agree that this is a thing. <laughs> That's a certain type of relationship. You know, it's funny, like you, you try to diagnose what would work best for you. And to get back to what I was saying before, you know, there are certain things that are pretty important. So like when it comes to love languages, for example, you know, you want there to be some alignment. Like the person that I fall in love with needs to like to cuddle because if they don't, they're going to be getting a lot of cuddling that they're not going to like. <laughs> or I'm not going to be getting any cuddling, which I need. So you want to see that kind of alignment, you know. More and more it's important these days that there's political alignment just because of how people are and how divided everything is. It's not like how it used to be where you could like marry someone who's in the other party. When I was in college, I dated a Republican. It was like my most serious relationship was with the Republican in college. And the truth is we weren't that different in terms of what we believed. I'm curious if she's still Republican. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in 20 years. Uh, more than 20 years. But I'm curious, like, if, uh, I'm curious if she's still a Republican. I think probably, if I'm guessing, I'm guessing probably not. But maybe I'm wrong, you know? Maybe I'm wrong. You never know. Anyway, so, yeah, that, you know, that's an important thing. That your love language is aligned. That you are similar in terms of what you enjoy doing. That's important. You know, that, that you're a pheromone match. And that there's attraction there. That's important. You know, that both people are stable in their relationship. That's important. You know, these are things that you, like, try to assess as quickly as possible so you can not waste anyone's time. But then that, like, creates, like, a, like an air of, like, urgency in the beginning. 
that's not necessarily re- like representative of who you are or like what you bring to the table or like what your approach is to any of this, you know? So then it's like, all right, all right. I like what I see. Now it's time to like pull back and get, get just a little bit more real. It's acting like how I would act if I wasn't questioning everything all the time. <laughs> it's harder than it sounds, as a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. A shoe has dropped every time. This is what I'm saying here. It's a fucking shoe has dropped every single time. <laughs> So, you know, at some point it's like, uh, where's the shoe? <laughs> Crap. There's going to be a shoe. Oh, uh, I don't want there to be a shoe. I'm done with the tr- dropping shoes. Stop dropping shoes, everybody. Stop dropping shoes. You know, let's just like start everything with the, with just, this is what the next three weeks are going to look like. Are you down? <laughs> like what? Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, you know, love. What is it? <laughs> oh, I've lost my mind. I've lost my mind. How long have I been recording here? Let's take a look. Uh, let's see, 37 minutes, holy shit, that might, that might just be enough, that might just be enough for an episode here, you know, there's not, not too much else to talk about, still working on one or two more interviews and then rewinding to other folks early on, you know, reconnecting, re-engaging, all that. All that jazz, all that jazz. That's what we're doing there. And I'm going to keep doing these solo pods, you know, just making like, it's like, well, when am I at a point where I've got like enough to talk about for a little bit? And I just like ramble for a little while as I'm doing this episode? Or, you know, do I have like a bunch of, a bunch of things to get to? You know, I could like, I could like talk about sports. <laughs> I don't want to talk about sports. I could talk about sports. I like sports. But I'm not I'm not really in the mood to talk about sports. It is late and it's time for me to go to bed. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and do that. In the meantime, yeah, I'm you know, I'm hanging in there. I'm in my head as you can tell as usual. So doing the things I gotta do to manage that, you know. Sort of like on a roll, so just looking to kind of keep going down the path and maybe if I keep my head down for a little bit, I'll look up at some point and it'll be a lot closer to the point where I'm vaccinated and free to, you know, move about the cabin. <laughs> but until then, this is just, you know, it's just a, it's just a struggle. So that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, hope you all are hanging in there. Hope you're checking off boxes in terms of shit that is important to you. You know, to help you get through your day. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. Want to join in on the conversation? Please feel free to do so. You can still reach me at josh at periveritas.com. So, yeah, you can email me there, you know, or uh, or I guess that's it. There's no, let's say, call me at this number, but I don't have a number. <laughs> Maybe that's something I'll do. Get like a fake phone with a number and say, you can call them, like, leave a message there. I'll get it. One day, one day. Anyway. Yeah, thank you so much for listening as always. And uh, take care. I look forward to talking next time. Peace.